HavanaDeprived.com is proud to present Top 8 Magic Podcast with Michael J. Flores and Brian David Marshall. Brought to your ears thanks to FaceToFaceGames.com. Hey everybody, welcome to the Top 8 Magic Podcast. I'm Brian David Marshall, I'm here with Michael J. Flores, and we are talking about Dragons of Tarkir. Drag on or drag off. Uh, and we're going to go through, we're looking at the set for Constructed. I will occasionally make a case for a limited card, occasionally make a case for a commander card. Mike will poo-poo the existence of both <clears throat> of those formats. Oh no, I'm going to have to learn how to play limited again. <laughs> That's actually a thing. Okay. Um, so uh, we're going to start with gold cards. Yeah, gold cards. And the way we have it broken up here is actually we're just going to talk about some cycles. Yeah, kind of cycle-ish. I mean, if it's not in a cycle, it's kind right. of well, 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 when we get to the regular calls, we'll just go yeah. through those in normal order. Um, so, I mean, I guess we got to start with, oh, look at that, the Elder Dragon cycle. Wow, the Elder Dragons <laughs> are very good Magic the Gathering cards. Spoilers. Okay. So, Dragon Lord Dramoka. Four, GW, Legend, Elder Dragon. Five, seven. So, five, seven for six. <clears throat> pretty pretty busty. That's kind of weird stats. Right? It is kind of weird stats. Like, Dr- Rith is like a 6-6, six, six, so if they ran into each other, they just boing. Yes, well, I think boing. that might be, maybe that's the point. Uh, Dragon Lord Dramoka can't be countered. Flying in lifelink. That's all, that's, that is a, that is the baniest of Baneslayers there. Well, it's actually not, because Baneslayers are protection from dragons. Yeah, well. Dragon Lord Dramoka is a dragon. Yeah. Uh, and then your opponent can't cast spells during your turn. So this is the Kibleriest? I don't think it's the Kibleriest. I mean, your opponent can't cast counter spells. You're playing a giant dragon. Um, I think that this might be the best of the dragons. Okay. And I think that this, this dragon will be grossly uh, misevaluated. You can just go ahead and... I saved it. ...drag on all, yeah. all five of them. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> um, because... I think that folks are going to look at this and be like, oh, this is just like a big Bane Slayer. Maybe I'll sideboard it in Green White Devotion. I, I can just totally see people being like, oh, sideboard in Green White Devotion, I guess. Why would you sideboard? I mean, I, I, I actually I don't see the downside of, you know, if you're going to have to have some but big it's finisher. It's not that powerful. I mean, if you think about like powerful cards, it's not that powerful. It's really better to play this than to just like have a bazillion uh, manifest tokens or like. Um, Go off with Teamer Sabretooth. It's not more powerful than those those options. Play this for because it has lifelink and. Well, it can't be countered. I mean, it's a spell that's going to resolve. That's a big deal. Except for it's going to get terrored then, right? So that's not the that's not the juice on Dragon Lord Dramoka. The juice on Dragon Lord Dramoka is he is good good buddies with Dragon Lord Colagon. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh, well, yeah. We'll, get, so, we'll get to that. So, well, put it together for well, a second. Well, hold on. I just want I just want to talk for a second though. Like just going back like you said the Dragon Lord Dramoka is going to get terrored. But it's not going to get terrored on your turn. Like if your opponent is playing No, I'm saying if you play it like you're saying, like this just, is just a big guy. It's no. a good guy. It's going to re- resolve. He's going to get terrored. If you yes, thinking about this terrored is... on your turn where you the turn where you the control player don't want to use your mana. Yeah, but well, like two or three but the thing is, okay. this guy doesn't have haste by himself. Sure. Right? I think the Dragonlord Dramoka. Go read Dragonlord Colgan. We'll skip ahead to Dragonlord yeah. Colgan for a second. So Dragonlord Colgan's a 6 5, 4, BR, uh, flying haste. Other creatures you control have haste. Whenever an opponent casts a creature or planeswalker spell with the same name as a player, as a card in his or her graveyard, that player loses 10 life. So, just a minute. First of all, he's a Rorix Blade Wing, right? 6 sure. mana for 6 5. Yeah, yeah. Like and again, flying haste. Easier to cast than Rorx Blade. What happens when you cast a card like See the Unwritten, or use the ultimate on Sarkin, the Unbroken, to get multiple dragons? And one of them's a Dragon Lord Colagon, and one of them's a Dragon Lord Dramoka. And we can, you can mix up some other dragons. Here. Sure. You could dra- mix up any of the five. They're really powerful in combination with Colagon. But the most important are Colagon and Dramoka. I think the most important thing you said there was See the Unwritten. Right? Because these are paradigm changing cards. If you see the unwritten for Colagon and Dramoka, do you know what happens? Your opponent dies. He can't do anything because Dramoka is in abeyance. Okay? Right. The most important thing about Dragonlord Dramoka is that he's in abeyance. So that when you give him haste alongside Dragonlord Colagon, the opponent dies. That's what happens. Boom. Haste 11 game. That's what happens. 
if you're just going to think about him as a good creature that you can play, no, I, I think the fact that, I think the fact that he's a Vance is the whole reason I think he's yeah. a good creature. Yeah, but like not a in the sense that he resolves. You know, I I think that the thing that's awesome about this card is obviously there's going to be situations where you just play him as a good creature, right? right. That happens. That happens. Sure. You can set up. But I think the awesome thing about this is when you combine it with cards like Sea of the Underwind, when you combine it with cards like Sarkin, that you can just out and out kill your opponent by getting some of these dragons together. And I think Dragonlord Dramoka is really exciting. He's not the best. He's he's challenging for the best though. Okay. You like well, him? I do. I I, I I don't I feel like you're getting a little too fancy. You think I, mean, it's too I think I, I, I think see the I think it'll be great to do see the but I'm, what I'm you saying think is, like Elf see the written is really that hard to do. No. I don't. I mean I think it's fine. I'm just saying is I think that you're underestimating like I think just in terms of Getting a, a difficult to deal with creature to play, forcing your opponent to deal with it on their turn <coughs> is, you know, dictating the terms of how the game of magic is going. I think that that's very valuable. I think that you can also do this and have, you know, a God's willing or some sort of shelter effect up and really be able to uh, protect it. I, th I think that this is just a card that you get to, you're, you force your opponent to use their mana on their turn, which they don't want to do. The great thing about this card is I mean, they can still it just does multiple things, right? It's awesome against yeah. range attackers because it's big and has lifeline, right? It's awesome in the situation that I said because it can just win the game. Yeah. It can do multiple things. Sure. But I, yeah, putting me, this, just putting this down against the red decks that I think a lot of people are going to be playing is also just kind of ridiculous, right? Yeah, I mean, if you live to that point and they're not going to mm -hmm. overwhelm you, I, I agree. Yeah. But I'm saying, even what do you, so, you know, can you get this down on turn four? It's going to be tough. Even getting it on turn five might be tough, but I think I think that the combo nature of, of this card, because he's in advance, is a big deal. Sure. Um, and I think, but because otherwise, I think like folks are just everyone's just doing good stuff, right? Like he's just not interesting against somebody who's playing with Ugins or Perilous Faults. He's just not. It's sure. not interesting against somebody who's so fast they're going to beat you with like a token rush with Jeskai charms or. Or Jeskai Ascendancy. It's just not interesting. He's not fast enough to sure. be interacting in those games. He's not even that interesting against fast red decks. He's much better against like mid range red red decks, like decks that are that are you know spending three or four mana for their threats. He's really fantastic in that situation. Generically, is he a good threat? I think he's pretty good. But I think what makes him special is his other layers. I mean, a, a cocktail of three cards, none of which have seen play in standard yet. Well, um, I mean... Including See the Unwritten, which has been around for a full... Sure. You know. So, See the Unwritten goes deep. Yeah, card's awesome. Hey, it's the green it's the green dig through time. So, um, but I mean, part all these cards are cards that haven't been printed yet, so it's hard yeah, to yeah, get something that I'm yeah. Uh, but I mean, also, it's, he's just... All these dragons are obvious combinations with uh, with the new Sarkhan Planeswalker. Sure. So, Dragonlord Ojitai, uh, three white blue, so five mana for so a 5-4. So, he's four. the cheapest of the he dragons. Is, yeah, so by far. Um, <clears throat> he has Hexproof as long as it's untapped. So, and the only reason it's the way it's going to get tapped is if you choose to attack with it. So, uh, you know, you did this to yourself if it dies. <laughs> Uh, whenever Dragon Loader just ideas combat damage your player, look at the top three cards of your library, put one of them into your hand, and the rest on the bottom of your library in any order. So, this card's really powerful. Spectacular. If you hit somebody two or three times with it, unlikely you can lose the game. It's pretty, pretty tough to lose the game. Um, naturally defends itself. Once you start hitting, you should just be able to continue to defend it regardless. Right. right? It's just... I, I don't know, it's, there's not much to say. I think this card's probably deceptively playable in creature decks, right? Like, people probably look at this and they say, oh, that's a control card. I could see this being very Bantish, right? So, like, get this out relatively early because you're in green, and then um, you're just getting valuable valuable card advantage -y cards. Um, it's just pretty good at fighting. I, I think that this card's actually just pretty important also because it's <coughs> difficult for your opponent to interact with it. Yeah. And lets you cast Silumgar Scorn as a hard counter. Yeah, that's true. I, I think the fact that you have a dragon that is just going to stick around, you know, and that you can just protect it by doing nothing. Or you're like, I will do nothing with this, and I will just let this sit here, right? And you have Silumgar Scorn as a hard counter. One of the, I think it might be one of the 
I don't know how you feel. I'm pretty excited about that card. I like Stoneguard's I think it's a, a huge card. Um, I, I think that this really plays into that. Yeah, I think I think it'll be interesting to see how control decks with multiple dragons build and end up being, right? Yeah. Uh, I think it's good. I think it's the second worst of the dragon cycle, though. Okay. Uh, how, dragon- do, how do you have? Do you think, do you think it's uh, better than that? Its costs makes it seem like it should be the best, right? But I think it's the second worst. Uh, I think blue-white control is going to be really uh, good. Mm. And I, I think that I'm probably grading blue-white cards a little higher in general because of that. If you're going to be narrow in your kill conditions, I mean, I'm still just going to go pro-like ancient every time before this guy. That's, that's okay. the reason why I don't want to rate it super high. Sure. Now, uh, speaking of the opposite of being second worst in the yeah. cycle, Dragonlord Sylvangar. So four blue black, uh, legendary elder dragon, three five, flying death touch. And then when he enters the battlefield, you gain control of target creature or planeswalker for as long as you control Dragonlord Solomgar. Um, so this is pretty good. It's a sower of temptation, dragon. I think this is challenging for best card in the set. Clearly best of the dragon cycle. Uh unbelievably good card. That's my analysis. Kind of scary to leave a plus to Planeswalker lying around that's, that's against the, this guy. That's the reason why I think it's so good. I think it completely invalidates in the whole swaths of how people play, right? So think about the Planeswalkers we got with Tons of Tarkir, both Soren Solemn Visitor and Sarkhan uh, Dragon Speaker uh, are designed to be plussed quickly and then go ultimate. You just... I don't even know if you can play with these sorts of cards in the way that they've been played previously against blue-black decks. I'm not even talking about blue-black control. It could be Sultai. It could be just a deck that could... We could when we hit certain other cards, you'll see you, that they're just things to be done that, that make this easy. That you could cast this in like a red-green deck fairly easily with the tools that we have. Sure. Um, and you just take like near-ultimate well, point blockers. you just see the it, right? Well, I, I mean, you could just, when you do a plus ability. So let's say you're a red green deck and you have Sarkin, the, uh, Sarkin Unbroken, right? And you just go like plus Sarkin Unbroken, make a black, right? It makes a black for you. Right. Or the Dragonland uh, taps for caps for any color when yeah. trying to uh, cast a dragon. I was talking to someone at the GP this weekend, and he he thought that the the the, the storage Dragonland was actually not the storage be... Dragonland. The the regrow Dragonland. Dragon oh, okay. The regrow Dragonland is an unbelievable card, and it's so good. I think it's a four of card, and it will often be played in decks. It will, be, it will often be more copies of that card than number of actual dragons in a deck. Isn't it really good in like the Sultai deck? Because if your threats are Ugin and some number of Solomars. Solemngars, then all your Seder Wayfinders can essentially like pseudo tutor for your threats. Yeah, that's that's one of many things that's awesome about the card. Yeah. Because the fact that it's just like takes a land slot, but then like it's it takes a land slot in your deck. And like Ferrando said, you can like flip it early just to be a land drop with Seder Wayfinder, but then like late in the game, you can have multiple in play, and every one of them is just demonic tutor for the best card in your deck. Like it's it's uncounterable demonic tutor for the best card in your deck but the 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 subtle thing is it lets you cast off color dragons easily like you'd be red green deck with that card you just cast Silmgar and it's super easy uh Silmgar is very close to one of the best cards in the set uh insane against planeswalkers unbelievable against any sort of mid-range strategy it's shockingly good against Siege Rhino, Tassiger, bounce off of each other. I mean, he's wearing Tassiger around his neck. He's got five toughness, can't kill it with a Stoke the Flames. Um, you know, if you get an untap with it, you're just boned. I, I, I don't know. This card is... It's the strongest of the Dragon Cycle, and that's really saying something. I mean, still pretty... I mean, just as easy to kill as... Any Dramoka fat creature. You, yeah. But the thing is, like, I think that I think that the dragons, the dragons can all just be played, right? Right. And if you just play them in a generic sense, then I mean, even Dragonlord Ojutai, you tap five mana and they cast a wrath. It was its hexproof sure, was irrelevant. Sure, sure, right. So that's a thing. It's a possibility. But I think that the dragons are all surgeons, right? That you can bring in Dramoka when you need to gain life, or you can use Dramoka as an advance to kill your opponent in one turn. Or you, when I think Silimgar really shines in certain situations. 
you want Solengar to steal their ultimate planeswalker. That's actually what you want his job to be. Right? So you just don't play him. I mean, you could be desperate. You need to block, fine. Sure. But you just don't play him unless you're in that spot. And then you have, you know, Dragon Havens to get him back if he gets killed. I think that that's all fine. It, 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 where that the dragons themselves, not all of Dragon's Tarkir, because I think Dragon's Tarkir actually makes standard faster, but the dragon cycles in Dragon's Tarkir make, encourage, like, developmental games of magic. Like, let's play some cards, let's hit our land drops, let's have a chess match of my semi soft lock against yours and, and it, see how it shakes out. The set overall feels like it's been pushed in a direction that is more, I mean, used from de- developmental, but like more, more controllish, less, uh, less just kind of like, I'm just going to dump my creatures onto the board. See, I actually, I have an opposite reading. I think that it encourages fast, aggressive strategies, but then gives controlling strategies, fast answers. So, I, I guess this. How about this? I just feel like this is the first time that that control feels like it matters in the set in a while, right? Mm-hmm. Like with, with a good counter, you know, good good planeswalkers. I mean, I can't agree just because I was playing black blue control and it was great. So my perspective is different. I, I actually don't think that the dragons in the abstract are great control cards. They sure, I, w- I was just, I was just, I was actually talking yeah. about just the set in general. I wasn't right. sort of talking about. So we uh, talked about Dragon we talked about Dragonlord Colagon. Uh, I think that card is bonkers. I think he's going to be so good with See the Underwritten and so good with Sarkin Unbroken. Like I think Dragonlord Colagon, and Dragonlord Dramoka are going to be best friends. The Dragonlord Colagon and Dragonlord Atarka are going to be best friends. I think that sometimes somebody's going to get boned for ten life because they're not paying attention. You, I mean, really? I because they're not paying attention. Okay. Okay, I didn't. No one's gonna do that on purpose. You can't even cast a Sea Dryden into this guy. You take ten damage to gain three life. It's awful. This card is insane. That's what the thing is. Like any fat creature is not very good when they give you scads and scads of awesome two mana removal, which right. is what they've given you in this set. Right. Th- this set has like three ways off the top of my head that make Dragonlord Colon on a joke. Right? They only cost two mana. Sure. And. So you need to combine it with cards that make it so that you're not losing to two mana removal. Has to, that's the only way that. But then once you've done that, it's like you know you're playing. It's like you're playing Splinter Twin, not or like Blue Moon, not like just a super straightforward deck. You're you've got good cards, but you're orchestrating your turns in a in a not obvious way. That's what I think. You know, I, who knows how it's actually going to shake shake out in standard, but the. The possibilities are very, very exciting for, for these dragons, in my opinion. I mean, I'm excited to see, see the unwritten. Uh, Dragonlord Jatarka, this is one's seven mana. It's an 8-8 eight, eight flying trample. Whenever it enters the battle, when it enters the battlefield, it deals five damage divided as you choose among any number of target creatures and or planeswalkers your opponents control. I mean, just clearly the worst of the dragon cycle. Yeah, just un- still unco- uncost alone. Well, it's cost less than a Bogardon Hellkite, right? And is bigger. Yeah. I mean, you can't... It doesn't fade. flash. But being a monoless is better than flash, right? Flash is like a bad proxy I, for being a monoless. I don't know if I agree. I mean, flash is better than... Flash is better. I would, I, would, I would take flash over one mana less. I would not. Really? Would you take flash over one mana less and plus three power? I don't know. Get three power. And trample. Yeah, card, the card's obviously... I mean, people have bitter blossomed in poker before. <laughs> this card is insane. Yeah. And nowhere near as good as the other four dragons. <laughs> but I mean, do, do, I don't know, Fernando, what do you think? I have Dragonlord Atarka is the worst. Dragonlord Ojataya is the second worst. It's the worst. I, I agree. But um, Ojatai is, like, surprisingly not good for the fight. I don't know. I think that Ojatai could be tied with Kalogan. I think that... Uh, that's the kind of dragon that's actually just really good. Like, you can just wait until you have an opportune moment to actually attack with it. Like, you yeah, can I, I, bypass a dragon wrath, your own dragon wraths. You never have to turn sideways until they tap low and it's out of hero's downfall range. Yeah, I, I agree with Fernando. I mean, I think, you, I think you're so down the well of this theoretical See the Unwritten deck. That you're just like just as far as cards that you could just play onto the board, I think I think Ojitai is really it's really good. 
But the reason that I'm not high on Ojitai is, first of all, Ojitai is, has fierce competition. I am not sure Ojitai is always better than a Prognostic Sphinx. Its ability is more powerful than a Prognostic Sphinx's ability, if and only if you hit somebody, right? Sure. Prognostic Sphinx gets to scry whether or not you hit. Sure. Prognostic Sphinx can protect himself no matter what, right? Ojitai's got two more power, that's sweet. But Prognostic Sphinxes never die to a, to a Stoke the Flames. Ojitai is going to die to Stoke the Flames a lot. Sure. Right? But like there's, only if you attack with it. But you, you have to attack with it, right? Like, sure, but there's also... spots sometimes. But, you have to do this play. But picture now a Bant deck. Yeah. Like, there's plenty of ways to untap a creature in green. I'm, I'm saying, I think that Ojitai... <laughs> there's plenty of, like, you know, your opponent's like, all right, Stoke, you're like, what? Ojitai gets DI better in Bant. I said, I think it's probably pretty good in a green deck, right? But yeah. I... I I, I just don't see it as a blue-white finisher. It, he's so, if you're only playing like one or two finishers, it's so much worse than Pearl Lake Ancient. Pearl Lake Ancient is just the most resilient way to win the game that you can play in Standard. If you're only going to play one copy of a card, sure. you just all, all the other ones are really, really good. Pearl Lake Ancient is a hella mediocre Magic the Gathering card. But if you're only going to play one, nobody can kill it who doesn't have a Thoughtseize. It's the only way you can kill one. Or Recklessness. So... Um, Anyway, we drag on, not drag off, yeah. all the drag ons, right? I mean, I, I, I think you could probably, I, I, I'll be shocked if Atarka actually sees a lot of play in standard. Really? Yeah, I mean, I, I, guess, maybe in the, I guess maybe in the See the Unwritten, if like there's actually a See the Unwritten deck or something like that, I could, I could imagine it there more so than, <clears throat> you know, the, the permutations of off-color ones. Yeah, Colagon Atarka, that's 14. It's yeah. only a little more than Kolagon Dromoka. Yeah. But I think Dromoka I think Dromoka will have a long career as an interaction slayer. And like its body is gonna be less important than the fact that it sets you up. Um let's just jump to planeswalkers and then do sure. and then do charm cycle. The reason I want to jump to planeswalkers is I already referenced one of them. Sure. <clears throat> so let's we'll start with uh Sark and the Unbroken. So this this is uh one of the Last Planeswalkers, or the last of the two Planeswalkers. Did I buy four of them today? I don't know, did you? I think I did. I ordered a lot of cards. I didn't order any Narsets. They were like 50 bucks. Yeah. I just never blew white, so I just figured. Yeah. Although I bought four Ojitais. I think, did I just buy four of every Elder Dragon? I, I think, think I did. did. I think you did. Yeah. Uh, Narset, I mean, Sarkin Unbroken, two, and Teemer. So two green, blue, red. Planeswalker Sarkin comes in with four loyalty. Uh, has plus one, draw a card, then add one mana of any color to your mana pool. Has minus two, put a 4-4 red dragon creature token with flying onto the battlefield so everyone who worries about planeswalkers being able to protect themselves can rest easy. Sarkin's, Sarkin's got his own back. And then uh, minus eight, search a library for any number of dragon creature cards and put them onto the battlefield, then shuffle your library. If you ever ultimate this guy, you have no excuse for not immediately winning. Yeah, because you get Colagon and Dromoka, and sure. then your opponent's dead. You could get one of each. You could get all five. You could. <laughs> you could. I think the tricky thing is if you're playing a Sarkin deck, how many Colagons you play. Because you always have to have a Colagon in your deck. Right? Like, if you, what if you accidentally draw a Colagon? Because <clears throat> so, Colagon's the most important one to get out, right? Because like, he's the one who actually lets the other ones win. Sure. But, so anyway... Sarkin's got all kinds of awesome stuff. So you, you, play, you play this guy on five, and then four, you and on, then, or on, on turn four, sure. Yeah. And then you immediately minus him, I assume? I, I think it depends, right? You could just draw a card and play your elf. You could draw a card and cast the Wild Slash. I think that, like, this card super rewards you for playing one mana cards. Okay. Sure. I think that's an I think that's an interesting thing. The most interesting thing to me is that he costs five, right? And he costs five, so... Whether or not you make your next land drop, you can just activate him and cast any dragon. Right? There's no dragon you can't... Ojitai's... Actually, no. There's no dragon you can't cast. Selmgar's the top... No, he's not. He, if you can make a green, a blue, and a red, he can cast any dragon. Right, because you just get one of any other color. Yeah, any other color. You can just cast him. So you don't even need to make your next land drop. He just makes a Selmgar for you. I think that that's a really currently underappreciated... It's the kind of thing that people say it out loud once. They're like... Oh wow, this card is unbelievable. Because lets you chain into your next dragon. Um, hence it's very meaningful. Uh and obviously just five five mana and just make the first four four dragon with the minus two ability is not good enough 
but you get to keep a two loyalty planeswalker with some pretty good abilities after that. So for five mana, if he's unmolested, you can worst case scenario get a broodmate dragon out of it. That's that's pretty good. And then well, I was gonna say he's kind of like the inverse of uh, Garrett Primal Hunter. That was a five mana one, <clears throat> where it's like you go up to get a guy to protect itself, but you go down for cards. This one you go up for cards and you go down to protect itself. What was Garrett Primal Hunter's ultimate? Make a bunch of worms. Yeah, worms. This one's just... This ultimate is nuts, though. Yeah, but you don't need to have dragons in your deck. Yeah, the, the trick with this is, like, you have to dedicate some number of slots yeah. to dragons. And it can't be, you know, how many are... How many is that? How many of them are going to end up in your hand? I think that it super depends. I think that there's probably some configuration of... Of um, Sarkin and Broken that's just, like, a red-green deck. You know, incidentally get the blue from a Rattleclaw Mystic or a... Or uh, Sylvan Carry added, and then you're you're just playing a deck where you have two Sarkins instead of two of the other Sarkin, and you have like four Storm Breath Dragons in your you deck. Can, you can just get a, that's fine. You Storm can just get a Sarkin in to play on turn three, right? Like you go Elf into Morph Rattleclaw Mystic turn three, unmorph Rattleclaw Mystic Sarkin. Well, any two mana dorks in the first two turns. You just cast it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sylvan Carry added. Yeah. So, I, I think this card is yeah. absolutely outstanding. Um, I think it's probably going to shine in red green. I think the blues is pretty incidental. I don't. I. I, I don't really envision a team or control deck because I just. I don't even know what it would look like. Your removal options are all terrible. Like I. I don't know. Maybe it's. Maybe the deck is just blue red control. Savage like, punching. So, so, what? You can roast. Wait, it's just, just roast is fine. Team or control seems terrible to me. So I mean, I you could play. It's basically like the master of the way deck. And then just with green. But that seems just atrocious. You are going to have all these dragons stranded in your hand. No, I don't. if you're playing that deck, I don't think you're even playing any dragons. I think you're just using Sarkin to make dragons or draw cards. And I, that just seems bad because that deck already has tons of Dig Through Times and Master of the Ways, etc. You just always Master of the Way. Uh, so I think that... Uh, anyway, long story short, I think Sarkin is an outstanding card. And I think that um, for the next year, two years, we're going to see people minus aiding and slamming Kolagons and Dramoka, Solomgar and Atarka and just ultimating and killing their opponents on the spot. And it's and everyone's going to love it every single time they see it. <laughs> that's a kind that's a, it's going to be the $16,000 lightning helix every round on, on SCG Live. <laughs> Ooh, minus eight. I mean, is it going to be really that exciting when people just like, are getting the same dragon every time. I think people are gonna love it. I mean, I think sometimes he's. I think he's. He's often gonna be like a two of in a red green deck, and you're gonna see people just get like a bunch of storm breaths. I think people are just gonna 16. make four fours. Out of you think he's just? Yeah, I think you're just. I think you're just gonna be like make a four four. On make, make a four four. four. Yeah. Cast like just, next just like do you really also do you really want to tech, keep teching him up against the guy who was gonna play the blue black player who's gonna play Selimgar against you? I mean, he could just get so many Selimgars. <laughs> <clears throat> Doesn't seem good, you know. Seems a little scary. Fair enough. Uh, Nars Transcendent. While we're talking about Planeswalkers, um, I think this card is. Uh, are you, you keeping? Him? I am keeping it. He's drag on, not drag off. She. It. Yeah. She. She. So Nars Transcendent is a Planeswalker for uh, white, blue, two. Uh, if you haven't seen this card yet, what are you doing listening to our podcast? <laughs> um. And this is just one of the most talked about cards. So far. yeah, uh, it's got six starting loyalty, which is insane. Yeah, so I so plus one ability. Uh, look at the top card of your library. If it's a non-creature, non-land, keep it. Yeah. Um, well, you don't have to. You don't have to. Like for theoretically, you could choose not to reveal it. I will. I will choose to keep. Yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, minus two. Uh, rebound your next instant or sorcery. You know, notable choices for this include Treasure Cruise, Dig Through Time, most See the Unwritten. And Hostilities has got to be the most important. Well, and, and Hostilities is, is the most important. So <laughs> you, you basically get to make a time walk. Yeah. You know, like, end Hostilities with Rebound. Pass the turn back to you. I have, I still have my, you know, four or five loyalty Narset. And, you know, you really can't play, you know, you maybe you can dash a, a creature in or play a haste creature or do something. But... You know, you, you can't do anything to develop your board. I get to untap, draw cards, do whatever. And you're basically in trouble in that spot. Yeah. 
you know, Narset has to untap for that. And then minus nine, you get an emblem with your opponents can't cast non-creature spells. By the way, in a control like in a control mirror where neither of you are threatening your planeswalkers, this thing threatens to get out of hand super fast. Well, you gotta. I mean, use it's it on four times, right? It's on seven on turn one, like uh, turn one from when yeah. you play it. Um, so that's you know pretty scary. Yeah, I think um, I think this is a playable card. Uh, I'm thinking about maybe running it in Jeskai tokens. Seems like a place to maybe run it. So Jeskai tokens got a lot of non-creature, non-land. Um, I think that just defaulting to this in blue-white is needlessly restrictive, and it's gonna see. There's gonna be blue-white decks that play four of it, but. I don't know. I, I, I'm not as high on this card as some, some other folks. I didn't buy any, but I bought four Sarkins. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you didn't buy four of it because it's 50, it 50 bucks. bucks. Yeah, I was just like... Because like, you, you, you mentally said, I will borrow this from Josh Rabbits. I was like, like my whole bill was still pretty high because I bought like all the Dragon Legends, and I'm like, this would be like an additional 50% on this entire <laughs> bill. There's no way I can't justify buying Narset right now. Um, so... I mean, which if, if you had a pick... Which one's going to see more play by the time the Pro Tour ends? By the time the Pro Tour ends. So yeah. that implies continued play in the Pro Tour? It, it's, yeah, play, played at the Pro Tour. played I through think Sarkin. Up. You think Sarkin is more likely to see play than Narset? I think Sarkin's a better card than Narset. You disagree? But Narset doesn't scratch my itch, man. No? Yeah. I think, I, I mean, I'm just talking about personal preference of a card. Like, I could see myself playing Ojitai's Command in the four slot where other people had Narset and, like, I see. easily live with myself. I think you're allowed to play both. I'm just saying, I just, like, easily live with myself. I think, like, Narset is obviously a very playable magic card. I think, like, getting your end hostilities rebounded in your face is probably pretty frustrating, you know? But if you ever, if you ever rebound a Treasure Cruise and you lose the game, you're actually not allowed to play magic anymore. Do you I think that that's a rule? There's a PTQ in Philadelphia. You ran it. Young Lee opened a pool, wrote in the box, if you get this pool and don't make top eight, you're bad at magic and should quit. Got his own pool back. <laughs> <laughs> Proceeded to go 0-2. <laughs> uh, I mean, I think it's a good card, right? It's, it's a playable card. I, I'm, uh, I'm much more... I mean, I like, I like Sarkin a lot. I'm much more excited about Narset. Yeah, it, I just feel I also feel like the tools for Narset line up really well. I mean, I guess the four mana Planeswalker they tend to be insane. Um, I don't know. It protects itself by having a huge butt. Yes, yes. It's like, but that's that's important, right? It's like it's not like this like Planeswalker where you, you can actually play it into a semi developed board. Yeah. Use it, get it up to seven, and still get to untap and do Literally. something. So I think it's conceivable that you could untap and wrath. And then tick it up again and just... I, I think that, like, Banishing Light is going to come back. That's like, that's okay. a thing. like So Banishing Light, no one's been playing it for a while because of Abzan Advantage, and it's bad. it's horrendous against Ugin, right? So I, but I think that card is going to come back, and I think that cards like that make Narset weaker. I don't okay. think that's true. You don't think it's going to come back? Uh, I mean, I'm, I feel like I'm a lot more hesitant now to play enchantments in my deck because of... Drachma's command. So that's a great segue to talk about the commands. Uh, Dramoka's command is green, white, instant, choose two, prevent all damage, target instant or sorcery spell with deal this turn. Target player sacrifices an enchantment. Uh, put a plus one, plus one counter on target creature. Or target creature you control fights target creature you don't control. So how do you like this command? I, I know Jake Van Lunen thinks it's the best command. Just talking to him about standard, and he this is the one he's the most excited about. Uh, I mean, to me, it's 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 the least exciting of the commands, but that tells me it's probably very very good. I, I just remember this tweet feels that like the most efficient of all the that, commands. Yes, it's but, the cheapest. It has well, the Tarkus command. Like, Tarkus command is just as cheap. It's just as cheap, but like all of the abilities are efficient. Like people, like, are already playing, based. people are already playing for two mana, two of these modes in Obzon Advantage. Yeah. Right? They're like, target player sacrifices an enchantment, put a plus one, plus one counter on my worst creature. This yeah. actually, you get to put it on target creature. 
I, I mean, I think this is a playable card. I'm not super excited. I just keep when I see this card, I just keep thinking back to this tweet that Andrew Cunio put out. Who's just like, why? Did, he just like randomly put out this tweet. I assume he was watching SCG live or something. At the time he did, he's just like, why do people keep casting Selesnya Charm? <laughs> like, like, or something like, aren't you embarrassed that you just cast a Selesnya Charm? Like something like this, and, I, and it's just like, yeah, I get where he's coming from. And Selesnya Charm was a good card, you know. Sure. And like, I don't know. I mean, this counters a, a you know, a uh, what's that? Convoke. Stoke the flames. Stoke the flames. Thank you. You know, counters are stoked to flames, deals with, right, you know, banishing light, etc. I think this card is like either deals the, with mastery of the unseen. Either the oh yeah, kills a mastery of the unseen. Either the first or the second best command. Okay, largely on cost. Um, like you, I'm not super excited by it. Right. But I wouldn't not play banishing light because this card existed. That's no, no, not saying you should. I don't think this card is going to be a popular main deck card. Like, think about the decks that could play it. Those decks have all got something better to do with their mana that's proactive, right? Really? But, I mean, this is still a proactive play. Like, if you put it in the Abzan Aggro decks, like, it's perfect there. It really? Creatures. What slot is this going to take right now? I mean, it could probably complete with slots from Valor Stance. But a lot of them don't even play Valor Stance main deck. Only, like, the boss plays that card main deck. Everyone else is playing Heroes Downfall. Put a counter on my Fleece Main Lion, eat your... Whatever. But I think that those decks would rather just be aggressive and that the, the, the powerful green-white decks... They, the powerful green-white decks have no interest in interacting with lesser mages. It They're, could also take the place of Abzan Charm in the aggro decks. Oh, no way. Abzan Charm draws cards, bro. So what? This can be a two-for-one? Fight a creature, kill an enchantment? I think this card is playable. I, I just don't think, like... It's probably the second-best command or first-best command. But I'm not gonna not play cards because it exists. That's that's the and it's keepable, of course. Yeah. Okay, Ojitai's command, obviously keepable. I think this card is gonna be a four of in many blue white decks. Um, it's uh, do do are those blue white decks gonna have creatures to return or? I think that a common thing that they're gonna do is just cycle in game life. Right. I think that. Uh, I mean, Soulfire Grandmaster is obviously the card you're thinking about when you're returning. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, this card was... So, Ojitai's Command is two white-blue. Choose two. Return target creature card with converted mana cost two or less from your graveyard to the battlefield. You gain four life. Counter target creature spell or draw a card. I mean, this card was tailor-made to be played with Soulfire Grandmaster. Obviously, that's the two they were thinking of. Same same block, etc. Um... But I think the, one of the reasons I think this is high, hyper-playable command is, unlike some of the other commands, you can just cast it. Sure. So it doesn't, don't, don't need to have a bunch of weird targets. I think that card <laughs> is really good if you can find a way to like fit either Palace Familiar or Jeskey Sage in your deck. And maybe even like Seder Wayfinder if there's some type of band control deck that uses Seder Wayfinder the same way that the Sultai decks use it. Yeah, I was, I, was, I, was, I kind of love that. Yeah. I was thinking the same because thing about the State of Wayfinder, actually. I was thinking about a Bant deck with this. If you, yeah, like like, if you think about all the modes, if you apply the if you apply any one mode plus returning a two-drop into play, like returning a State of Wayfinder draws a card essentially could gain, you know, X plus life. So it's like that second mode, the returning a two-drop mode can essentially be used three modes. Love it. It's cool. Yeah. Especially Jeskai Sage is a great example. Yeah. I think both of those cards... Also, also Sultai Emissary if you were doing something Esper. Yeah, it's both, it's both of those... Any of those two drops is actually great. I would actually want to think about what Planeswalkers I would want to protect because those guys are great at just play, being played on turn two. Then you play like a turn three Planeswalker and then they get in the way let you level up the Planeswalker twice. Now you can untap with Ojitai's Command, further protect it. Um, you know, I guess the natural Planeswalker is... Ishiok. I mean, it's Ishiok or Narset, right? Those are the two. Well, Narset competes with those size command on curve. That's sure. The, the, like, I think that the natural... Not Bant, it doesn't. Well, it still does. But, two Planeswalker, Ojitai's command. Uh, but yeah, this is, that's pretty exciting. I, I, I think that's a great commentary for Ando. Um, Solengar's command, this is your preview card? Yep. Um, not, not a card... I, I think a card ever is consensusly not a four of... Yeah, I, mean, I think I think I said one of right. Yeah, 
uh, you know, so th- five mana, so three blue black, choose two, counter target cre- non-creature spell, uh, return target permanent to its owner's hand, target creature gets minus three, minus three until end of turn, destroy target, planeswalker, Kai. Kai thought this was the best of the commands, pre-Dramoka's command being spoiled, I don't know how he feels now, but I imagine... If that's he- what I want to rebound. Solgar's so- command? Yeah. Bounce of permanent, deal with something else, rebound, you can choose two other modes. Or you can just choose the same, right? You can also, like, you can actually just set your opponent back. Yeah. Multiple land drops. Multiple land drops. Yeah, it's like Cryptic Command-ish. Yeah. Actually, actually, if you're rebounding this, and you're like, and then you do it again next turn, like, you could actually, you could actually land death your opponent. Land death. (laughs) The problem is, is that it doesn't really deal with a lot of creatures. Like, the most efficient creatures are better than 3-3s. Sure. Right. Yeah, but m- most, most Yeah, you're just going to bounce those. Yeah. Most combinations that don't destroy target Planeswalker are not worth five mana. Yeah. That's the thing that I don't like about it. Sure. So, I mean, it's clearly a playable card, but I, I just don't see this as being a four of. Uh, Kologon's Command. One Strong Challenger for Worst Command. It's <laughs> <laughs> a really good one. One Black it's Red. Like a third of a Blightning. Third of a point name. Choose to return target creature card from your graveyard to your hand. Uh, target player discards a card. Target pl- destroy target artifact. Colagon's command deals two damage to target creature or player. So if you could choose modes two and four, they discard one card and take two damage. That's exactly like, three mana. <laughs> it's just like no, it's, it's only worth two mana. That's like funeral charm plus. Shot. Oh sure, I'm thinking of mol- I'm, I'm thinking of. Uh, Scry. You, my friend, are too generous to this yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, There's yeah. just no efficient combinations on this, right? Like, return target creature card from your grave to your hand is B. Yeah. Target player discards a card is B. B. Start target artifact is R. Yeah. Is, 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 Two damage is R. I mean, I don't know. I guess destroying an artifact main deck is kind of okay. I mean, like, if what if I go just... The most expensive things is, like, destroy target artifact and then deal two. This card is just more expensive and less powerful than Smash the Smithereens, and you get you get you're privileged to use an additional color do you want do you want to delete this no it's a playable card it's also barf it's the worst <laughs> command it's got it's a friend a worst commander no uh i i, I think like it's the a target's command a lot less than that really i think a target's command I think a tar- challenger for the best i agree i agree with mike right. yeah i think it, and i and I think a Tarkus Queen also is the command you are most likely to play week one of standard. No. Yes. So right now it's uh, it's ban- not ban command. Ojitai's command. Ojitai's command. Yes. Selfie stick command. I, I just I just see like Ferrando like playing a monastery swift spear on turn one. That that's a possibility. Yeah. Turn turn two dragon fodder. Mm, Get in for yeah. two. Turn three. Play uh, Hordling Outburst. Sure. And then, like, turn four, dash in a Zergo Bell Striker and a Tarkus Command, plus one, plus one, do three damage to That's a lot of damage. It's a lot of damage. That nobody else will play. It's a lot of damage. You'd, you'd, you'd probably kill them right then and there. So, a Tarkus Command. Also, really good with a. Uh, is a. Is gruel. It's a red and a green. Instant. Choose two. Your opponents can't gain life this turn. Atarkus Command deals three damage to each opponent. So this often, is very often, commander-esque. Yeah, often cast right there with those two modes against Ojitai's Command. Yeah. So um, you may put a land card from your hand onto the battlefield, and creatures... It doesn't say anything about being tapped, either. Nope. Uh, creatures you control gain plus one, plus one, and gain reach until end of turn. Only John Becker or other people yeah. blocking will, will take advantage of that. I will never do that. Um, so, this is the reason I think it's the, probably the best command. If you just choose the first two abilities, your opponents can't gain life this turn, and a target's command deals three damage to each opponent. It's just Skullcrack. Right. Which is a great card. It's just a, it's it's just a, a great a, card. It's just a ready-made modern card, right? Yeah, this is like, it's just, Skullcrack isn't a good magic card. It is a great magic card. It's a card that it sees play across many formats. Um, I've gladly, you know... Won also, lots of matches with it. Been happy to nerf somebody's activation on course of crew fix. You know, respond to their more powerful life gain abilities. And and also in a swarmy deck, this card is just going to deal like seven damage. 
Like the, 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 the plus one on just the wide, you know, spread wide arrangement of creatures and the three damage is, yeah. is just going to be huge. This card's very good. I mean, I think sometimes you'll put a land into play. And the question, sure. so it's like a horrible explorer, right? But sometimes you'll put a land into play. And the question is, is three damage worth the card you're not drawing from explorer? And the answer is three damage is worth more than a card. So I, mean, I don't know, Zatari's just the best. I think. Yeah, I, I, I'm, uh, I'm a big fan. I think it's like a Tarkus command, uh, Ojutai's command, uh, Dramoka and Sylvagar's command, sort of like going back and forth depending on metagame, and then uh, Kologon's command. Dramoka's They're, command's much better than Sylvagar's command. <laughs> I like Sylvagar. I mean, I like Sylvagar's command. I think people are going to play it. I think there are people are going to play all five commands. I think people will play Kologon's command main deck. I, oh, really? I don't know. I don't. I certainly so. would never sideboard that card. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, if I, I don't even want to save Colgan's command. If I need to, deal, I don't even want to save that. card. If I need to deal two damage to someone, I can find a way other than by tapping three mana. Yeah, How I don't about even that? want to save that card. Can we delete that card? Can we drag it off? Really? I. What? All right. Card? Brian is going to drag off. It's the first card we dragged off. He's going to drag off Colgan's command. Watch. <laughs> it's going to be like the best card in. It's Martin. not going to be the best card. I just don't see it. All right. So let's go to the rare dragon cycle. So a ration sovereign is seven mana, five green W for a six, six flying. When a ration dies, uh, you may put it on the top or bottom of its owner's library. Just seems like not very good for limited because it costs seven, but you know, six, six flying is still sweet. Yeah. No, um, it seems fine for limited. Yeah. It's not, not great though. Like a difficult to deal with creature. Yeah. I mean, it depends what kind of limited you're playing. I don't yeah. know how fast this format's yeah, yeah. going to be. Uh, it is grossly unplayable for Constructor. Sure, I agree. Uh, pristine Skywise, four white W. I mean, four white blue. Uh, <coughs> for flying, whenever you cast a non-creature spell, untap Pristine Skywise. It gains protection from the color of your choice on the turn. It's a 6-4, so this is certainly uh, reminiscent of uh, Pristine Angel. Yeah, so the naming was not any kind of... Uh, yeah. An accident. Uh, this is a little bit worse than Pristine Angel, right? So, yeah. um, in terms of its ability to protect itself, but uh, I think still could be a playable card. I'm curious if we see Ojitai and Pristine Sky. So Pristine Skywise is like Ojitai's son, right? Sure. So if you read the, if you read the uh, the flavor text, the elite of Ojitai's brood. Yeah, Skywise see their enemies as puzzles to be solved. I, I mean, I could totally see Jonathan Becker playing this card. He loved Pristine Angel. Sure, but this is not... Like, wasn't Pristine Angel have that protection naturally when it was untapped? Yeah. yeah. This does not have that. This, when you untap... Whenever you cast a non-creature spell, you can untap this and it gains protection from and color. Yes, it's just, its protection is weaker than Pristine Angel. Yeah. But its power is... Fifty percent greater. I think this card is. Un I think this. Card is Do you think it's unplayable? I think it's unplayable. I think it's unplayable. I don't know. All right, Ferrando, no, playable. Very good. Yeah, like there's just better dragons. It's like competing also in blue with multiple other dragons. Well, I'm only imagining this in addition to Ojutai. So, if you if you're not already a buyer of Ojutai, like to the yeah, max, but like, you're but never like, gonna play but this like, card. But like, but like Icefall Regent is better than this. I mean, you're also not gonna play like Pearl Lake Ancient over that. Well, I mean, I don't know. Aliantrazi plays Pearl Lake Ancient Index with other creatures, so I don't. I don't really. I, yeah, don't I, I just. I just. Do I don't. I don't think. I don't. I don't see this card as being playable at all. Playable at all. Okay. We, I, I'm fine with not. It is so conditional. Like you can't. Like like the thing about Pristine Angel is you could put it out, you could tap out and not have to do anything, and it was like this giant stop sign. I mean, I'm just saying. I can imagine a. A blue-white creature deck that just goes fatty, fatty. Okay, I, but, like, I, but turn I think, five fatty, turn six fatty. But I think this isn't the fatty that you're going to... I think that there's so many... I think there are a, a plethora of options in blue and white fatties to play here. Okay. So, uh, Necromaster Dragon. Uh, it's kind of a better casting cost here. Three blue-black for a 4-4 four, four flying dragon. Whenever a necro, Whenever Necromaster... Dragon deals combat damage to a player. You may pay two. Well, it's a little more expensive now. If you do, put a 2-2 black zombie creature token onto the battlefield, and each opponent puts the top two cards of his or her library into his art graveyard. I guess you'd first pick it in limited. 
I don't even know if I'd first pick it in limited. Yeah, I mean, I probably would. Yeah, probably would. Flyer. I probably yeah. would. I could see. I could. I could just say I'm saying. I could see like if there. Were, if this was somehow in the same pack with an elite scale guard, which I would. It can't be. I but which it can't be. But I'm saying like an uncommon of that power. I would take the elite scale guard. I mean, this, let's. But we agree this card is grossly unplayable for constructive. I can't imagine this getting played. It's just so much worse than so many things you could play. Okay, bolt wing marauder, three. BR, 5-4, dragon, flying, whenever another, cre- non- whenever another creature enters the battlefield under your control, target creature gets plus two, plus zero until end of turn. I was so excited the first time I saw this. Because you thought it gave those creatures haste? No, I mean, you just make it, like, you just cast a hordling outburst after it gets so big. The problem is there's just too many cards that are better than it. Oh, right, you can give it to any, yeah. you can give him the bonuses. I, I mean, I think that there's a lot of upside, but the card's probably just worse than a regular Red Sarkin. Worse than a Storm Breath Dragon. Yes. Worse than most yes. of the Elder Dragons. Yes. Oh, and by most, I mean all of the Elder yeah, Dragons. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, for one more mana, you actually get Kologon, right? Yeah. Like, Kologon is, like, like, so much better than this card. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I am not a fan of this card. Uh, Harbinger of the Hunt. So, again, 3RG. So, another 5-mana Dragon. This one's a 5-3 Flying. 2R, Harbinger of the Hunt deals 1 damage to each creature without flying. 2G, Harbinger of the Hunt deals 1 damage to each other creature with flying. So that's, this card's kind of interesting. When you look at this card, what's the first thing that strikes you about it? Well, second thing, I would say. The first thing, what strikes you? How little toughness it yeah, has. three toughness. It just like, <laughs> sticks out like a sore thumb. This, this card was probably pretty good at some point. Yeah? Yeah, this card was, prob- like, this card was probably like a 5-5 five five or something, and... It was probably way too good. So that's the first thing that, that I see. It's 5-3. I'm like, well, this card's garbage. It has three toughness. And the second thing is, how is this rare? Like, this combination of text, power, and casting cost screams uncommon. Like, this is like a classic uncommon. Pestilence on a stick? Yeah, this, is like, this, is like a, like, this isn't even, like, rare quality. No. Yeah, so you, you're, not a, you're not a fan no, of what you're telling me. No, none of these guys are very good. <laughs> Okay, so let's go on to the Uncommon Dragons. Well, the Uncommon Dragons, I'm sure, will be much better. Yeah. So we started real weird on this podcast. All the playable cards have already been named. Yeah. Enduring Scale Lord, four green-white for a 4-4, four, four, uh, flying whenever one or more plus one, plus one counters are placed on another creature you control. You may put a plus one, plus one counter on Enduring Scale Guard. Wow, so my 6-6 six, six yeah. has a win-more condition if I play with weird cards. Cunning. I'm sure you like the art, though. I do like the art. It's yeah. nice. Cunning Breeze Dancer. Uh, love Cunning Breeze Dancer. Yeah. Uh, four. That sounds like Deadwood talk there. Four W Blue. supposed to. I know. Four Four Dragon. Uh, whenever you cast it on a creature spell, flying, by the way, Cunning Breeze Dancer gets plus two, plus two until end of turn. This might, this might be better than Pristine Skywise, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> It has like double prowess. <laughs> yeah, might just be better than Cunning I mean, Skywise. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take Pearl Lake Ancient over also, that card. Also, also not though. playable though. Um, uh, this card's kind of cool. Ruthless Death Thing looks cool. Yeah, it looks cool, and the, the ability's kind of cool. Four blue black, four four flying. Whenever you sacrifice a creature, target opponent sacrifices a creature. So it's like a pseudo grave pack. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, that's only sacrifice, so Great Pack's any death. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's why I said super. But not land death. <laughs> not land death. Uh, this and card's not... Yeah, these four, four, for, four fours for six. I mean, they're just not good. But uh, but this card... This, I can actually see this card being, like, kind of something that someone's going to play in Commander, and it's just going to be like, oh, come on. This come card. on with your ruthless Come on with this card. Uh, Swift Warkite. Uh... For BR, flying whenever Swift, when Swift, Swift Warkite enters the battlefield, you may put a creature card with converted mana cost three or less from your hand or graveyard onto the battlefield. That creature gains haste. Return it to your hand at the beginning of the next end step. This is the most interesting. This is the most interesting of the of this cycle and uncommon that we've seen. Like what if you put a Borderland Ranger into play? Oh. <laughs> the graveyard. <laughs> it would be insane. Yeah. We could, or like you rebought an Eternal Witness. Right? Like Yeah, you could. And then the Eternal Witness would be in your hand. Yeah. So in some sort of Jund deck. Again, I, I'm gonna I'm just gonna point this guy in the direction of the commander folks. Like in Commander, this card's awesome. I mean it has an interesting picture. I like this card. 
I mean, I don't think I would ever play it in a six Magic mana. tournament, but it's cool. Six. I mean, what what are the cards you would want to return? What three mana? Like anything. So many things that cost three are good. Standard. Heliod's yeah. Pilgrim. That'd be pretty sweet. Hel Heliod's Pilgrim. I don't know. Monastery Mentor. Goblin Rabble Master. Ooh. The new Liliana. But you get the Rabble new Master. Liliana. Well, that's a, that's months away. Seder, we find her. Seder, anything. It's good. I mean, you do get two uses out of that creature. Yeah. Like, I'm just talking all in 187. I mean, obviously, this guy's not priced to move. Right? Yeah. I mean, if it had haste, it would still not be good enough. It was 6 6 haste, it would be like the best dragon. All right. I, actually, Savage Ventmaw has kind of got the most interesting ability. So, six mana, but it's free, essentially. <coughs> so, uh, well, sort of like a, I guess you're, it's like a weird short term loan. I mean, you just keep putting more and more conditions on interesting yeah, kind of. Well, weird. no, I, I thought I'm thinking if it had haste, it would be free. If you could yeah. find a way to, like, if you could somehow play this in a deck with team or ascendancy, you could play with team or ascendancy. Or we'll read the card. Or read hammer. Card. So yeah, Savage Vent Maw four R G flying. Whenever Savage Vent Maw attacks, add R R R G G G to your mana pool until end of turn. This mana doesn't empty from your mana pool as steps and phases end. So you basically get six mana for your second main phase. I guess you could just be like Crater's Clawing people and it's like you've already got a ferocious guy. I don't know. Yeah. Not good. Like if, if you had some like reliable, like Hammer, yeah, Hammer of Perforos. But even so, I mean, there's no guarantee that you have something cool to do with it. And you have this crappy Savage Metmaw on your deck. Yeah. You could play another one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saving. I'm just saying it's an interesting card. I think that Swift's War Guide's way I think, more interesting. I, I, think, I think both of these are interesting. All right. So is that, that it for all the gold, gold cards? Let's just do lands then. Let's just jump down to lands because we already referenced. All two of them? All two lands. So land number one is Evolving Wilds. Unplayable. No one will ever play it. But people have played it in standard, haven't they? Yeah, it's a very good card. Okay. It's actually insane and standard because first of all i think evolving wads is better than um cons of tarkir trilands in most situations sure right so well, especially in situations where you need a mountain for your chain to the rock oh yeah it's actually then that's the other thing like red white decks love this card it's it gets you your one planes if you have a planes or whatever and then all the rest of the time it's it's mountain for chain to the rocks right but it's i think this card is super under underrated and standard it's better than sandstep citadel in a lot of decks it's better than just rather have a basic than have, um, and have the tri land. A sand Citadel is a bad example. It's it's better than the Mardu. It's better than the Mardu one a lot of the time because of Change of the Rocks though, uh, and you know especially if you've got multiple kinds of basics. I almost played it in the black blue control deck that I played because putting an extra card in your graveyard is potentially helpful with Delve. Sure, yeah, that's what the, that's why you just play. More fetch lands. Um, no, they make you deal damage to yourself. Eh. Instead, you just play with Radiant Fountain. Eh. Shahin Sarani got himself up to three, I heard. <laughs> uh, Haven of the Spirit Dragon. This is a card you were talking about earlier. It's an unbelievable Magic the Gathering card. So, Cannot say enough about it. Tap to add one to your mana pool. So it's just colorless land. Comes in play untapped. Comes, Not yeah, legendary. Yeah, yeah. This card, you look at this card and you're like, well, it's probably legendary because it's too insane. No, it's just regular. Add one mana of any color to your tap. Add any mana of one any color to your mana pool. Spend this mana only to cast a dragon creature spell. So suddenly we've been talking about all these situations where, well, are you really going to have this dragon in a deck with this dragon? Super easy to cast. Super them. easy actually yeah. to cast. Right. This between then, Sarkin and this land. Right. And then two tap sacrifice Haven of the Spirit Dragon. Return target dragon creature card or Ugin. Or Ugin. Wow. Planeswalker card from your graveyard to your hand. So this card is actually just. Insane combo with Seder Wayfinder, among other things. It's just really good. Is there any way to return this? Is there any way to like build some sort of like uh, Academy Ruins loop? Is there anything that returns a land from your graveyard to I your mean, hand in standard? What what format are you talking about? There's life from the loam. Well, in standard, I was thinking oh. about. Uh, Probably not. I don't think there is. <laughs> Uh, and then that is uh, gold and lands. So you want to you see what we saved here? What we dragged on? I don't think I'm going to be uh, real surprised at what we saved. 
I think that I think I'll be more surprised with you uh, potentially cutting. Um... <clears throat> so we saved all five elder dragons. We saved both planeswalkers. We saved. I mean, we saved all five commands, but I would like to delete. just delete Kolagon's command. You I would like to it, delete man. it. I, I just I don't. I'm not a believer. And then uh, we saved both lands. And that's it. And so we saved only rares. It looks that way. Rares we didn't save more. any of the rare dragons. We only saved the mythics, right? Uh, yeah. So, but yeah. that's still still an exciting assortment of cards to play with. Did we save every single mythic in gold? Uh, I think we did. I like it. Yes, we did. All right, so uh, let's move on to the next chapter in. Drag on or drag off.